Are you facing pushback or criticism from setting boundaries in your family as an adult child of divorce? I have faced a lot this year and I have some wisdom to share with you on today's episode of Heart in a Drawer, the podcast that is for adult children of divorce. I'm so glad to be back with you this week on Heart in a Drawer. I'm your host, Sarah Geringer, and I have some really cool news to share with you this week. I just got booked as a speaker for a Mothers of Preschoolers group in Kentucky, and it's a group of all stepmoms, and they are looking for intentional parenting tips. And I've told you before that on this podcast, I'm really surprised at how many of you are parents listening in. And I just want to clap and say, you all are amazing, amazing people. You want to be more intentional. You want to learn from your children's hurts so you can minister to them better. And I just couldn't be happier that God is using this podcast in ways I never expected. And now he's turning it into a speaking opportunity for me. So if you have any opportunities in your church or community groups for me to be a speaker in uh, the United States, then you just let me know. Get in touch with me on my contact page that is linked in the show notes. So today I am going to share something with you. I have not shared this with you to this point. Um, My talk is based on two videos by Therapy Jeff. Okay, so I follow him on Instagram and TikTok. Now I want to be very, very clear with you because this is a Christian podcast. Therapy Jeff gives some advice that I definitely don't agree with. However, when I went to college back in the late 90s, we talked about the importance of critical thinking, which means that you pull the good out of whatever you can. And I feel like he has an enormous amount of secular wisdom to share with us. And so I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. When I watch Therapy Jeff, I try to get those nuggets of truth. And I have pulled out two episodes, um, well, really short videos that he shared on these formats that have really helped me this year as I faced so much opposition for setting some boundaries. So I wanted to actually read these scripts out loud. They are slightly edited for content. Uh, I don't think that he would mind because Uh, I think he wants to help as many people as he can. And I will have links to both of these videos in the show notes if you want to go see uh, his original or if you want to follow him. And like I said, use discretion, um, but it really helps those of us who are recovering from trauma and recovering from the pain of Um, difficult uh, situations in dysfunctional families. Okay, 
So I'm going to uh, first start with this one. This is the first one that ministered to me. This is a video he made on July 24th of 2022. And here is the edited transcript. Are you afraid because you're being a scared little baby or have you been through junk that has scarred and traumatized you that's had a lasting effect on your nervous system and when you get triggered, your body snaps into fight or flight or freeze mode and you don't feel safe. And it may seem to other people that you're being oversensitive and dramatic, but you're mentally and emotionally fighting for your life and trying to calm yourself down, even though your body is screaming at you to make a run for it. And it stinks that people invalidate your experience and don't understand how trauma symptoms manifest and you're forced to act as normal as you can so everyone else doesn't feel uncomfortable." End quote. Okay, that has really affected me this year. I have had so much pushback uh, from people who are saying, get over it. This is me and my own divorce, but I remember this when I was growing up too. Just get over it, shake it off. I hate those phrases. I hate those phrases and I have a feeling you hate those too if someone has told those to you because when you have experienced this kind of trauma from your parents divorcing, you cannot shake it off and even if you could, it's a terrible idea because it will come popping up back into your life decades later. Um, so when he talks about how people are invalidating your experience because they don't want to feel uncomfortable, that's just because grief in our society is so foreign and people don't accept the fact that we need to grieve our losses as adult children of divorce and this grief cycle doesn't just connect with the original event again you might have to grieve every christmas you might have to grieve every birthday you have to grieve when your kids are born and this fracture in your family is still present you'll have to grieve again like i'm doing this year in my own divorce, which I never wanted. And now I know the pain that I'm causing my kids because I had to agree to it. So it's so complex and it reaches over decades. And I think it's really unfair when people tell you to shake it off or get over it or, you know, just shut up because they don't wanna be uncomfortable and they're invalidating it by saying it's not that bad. You could have it so much worse. This episode today is really a lot of affirmation. It's not a lot of problem solving, but I needed the affirmation from Therapy Jeff and I think maybe you do too. So before I get to the second video that has really resonated with me, I wanted to tell you something that I learned from a paid webinar that I bought um, from Dr. Henry Cloud. I don't think it's necessarily available to the public, but 
Um, I got notified of it because I'm a Boundaries.me member. So you can sign up for Boundaries.me. There's a whole library of content available. And then you get um, daily coaching videos Monday through Friday, which are amazing. And I can't tell you how, uh, how spectacularly that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me through those videos just the day that I need to have them. So you know I'm a big Dr. Cloud fan if you've listened to me for a while. Highly recommend you sign up for Boundaries.me. So this is the nugget that I gained um, so far from watching about half of that webinar because it is just so heavy. I cannot work through it more than about 10 minutes at a time. That's how much trauma recovery I am doing this year. He said something I felt was so validating. He said, in the trauma recovery process, blame is healthy. And I know as Christians, we, we really, really kind of rankle at that. Like, what are you saying? Blame is not okay, right? That's, that's one of the original sins. Um, Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden blamed each other, right? But Dr. Cloud was saying, you can't get over your trauma until you assign blame for it, that that was someone else's fault, that they harmed you, that they had ill intent towards you, that even when they didn't want to harm you, that they did. And I think that it's a key step for all of us getting over our junk as adult children of divorce to stop saying things like, they did the best they could as a way of kind of sweeping things under the rug. I did that for several decades and say, no, that they did because they chose to do it and it was wrong and it hurt me and they had the option to do something better than that and they didn't take it. So that's painful, but it's healthy because once you name it, you have a measure of control over it, and then you can do something about it. So I'm so glad that Dr. Cloud shared that, and I hope that that affirms you like it affirmed me. So let's move into the script for the second video. And this was from his video, um, Therapy Jeff's video on August 21st of 2022. Again, this is a an edited script that I am going to read to you now. He says, you are not the quote problem when you set a healthy boundary in your family. They want you to think you're the problem though. They need to desperately pin the blame on you because they can't admit to what's going on. They can't take accountability. They need to protect the dysfunctional system at all costs. But you are not the jerk, my friend. And you are not actually making things worse when you're like, I'm not going to ignore this toxic stuff anymore. I'm not going to stay silent and be complicit. I'm not going to be a part of this unhealthy system. The problem is, if they acknowledge how messed up everything was, they would have some very uncomfortable truths to confront. 
They would have to do some major emotional growth and that scares them to death. They might not even be conscious of how desperate they are to protect the system. So the easiest and most avoidant thing they can do is make you into the villain, to make you feel like a jerk for speaking up and pointing out the truth and setting a boundary. They are choosing to protect the person in the family that's actually causing the problem and that they're too scared to confront or too dependent on themselves because you're being brave and they're being scared. You might feel alone, but I see you and I'm very impressed." End quote. I know I just hit you with the heavy, but I want to break it down a little bit. And I want to say, based on my story, I set some healthy boundaries and they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all. And what they have done is called Darvo. I will put a link in the show notes to a Facebook post that educated me on what Darvo means. It's the way that people reverse the blame back onto you. And it's what people do who are in denial because they don't want to admit they're part of the problem. And some people want to stay sick. I think about, um, I've written about this, um, the man that was lying at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He was, um, he was unable to walk and he was waiting for someone to lift him up. They believe these waters had magic powers to heal and carry him into the pool so he could be healed. And then Jesus walks by him and the question that Jesus asks is, do you want to get well? Which I have said before, is it sounds like a ridiculous question, right? Who wouldn't want to get well if they're paralyzed? But I think Jesus was speaking to that man's heart because there's some power and validation in being a victim, right? So if you don't really want to get well, you're holding on to your victim status and or your martyr status, and you're just saying, no, you know, I've got to protect this system because this is how this works in this family. Now, I've told you before, my story, my whole life story, um, includes alcoholism and other addictions, uh, not me, but as a family member. And when you've got addictions in families, there's there are these rigid roles, basically, that people play to keep that system in in um, in orbit around the addict, so I am well aware of how that all works. And when one person breaks out of that orbit, everybody else are trying to stay centered around the addict, and they don't know what to do with someone who breaks out of it. And that's when they turn to uh, the Darvo thing um, to try to bring you back down to their level. And, you know, one of the scriptures, one other scripture that has been resonating with me this year is when Jesus says, you know, the highway to hell is broad and wide and many, many people are walking on it, but narrow, 
narrow is the path to eternal life and few ever find it. And I think when we're talking about breaking out of these dysfunctional family systems uh, that for many of us, if not most of us as adult children of divorce experience, you're going to have to follow the narrow path to get out of that. It's broad and wide just to keep repeating that dysfunction. You know, I can, I've talked about in a previous episode on the genogram, how you can map out uh, emotional turmoil in your family and how eye-opening that is. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and that's, that's what our natural tendency is going to be to fall back into that dis- dysfunction. So if you're going to take a stand, you are going to face pushback. I've mentioned many times the book Boundaries. It has an entire chapter on this uh, of facing resistance to boundaries. And basically, if you boil it all down to what Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend say, is to make sure that you've got your support team around you before you set these boundaries with toxic people, because otherwise their pushback is going to be too difficult for you to withstand and you're going to just jump right back in. So thankfully, I already had that system in place and I could draw on, I could call my best friend and lay this all out to her. And she's like, yes, they're being nuts and don't engage in that, right? Um, I could go to my Stephen minister, I could go to my Christian counselor, I could go to my prayer team that I have on Facebook, get their feedback and support. You really can't do this by your by yourself. Um, but I like what Therapy Jeff said. He said, you might feel alone, but I see you and I'm very impressed. And I just wanted to say, I am saying that to you today. If you have taken this stand and people have, you know, criticized you, they've invalidated you, they've said you're being a scared little baby, they're just acting like you need to suck it up and get over it. No, no. You take as long as you need to heal from your trauma. That's what I'm telling you today. And I know if I was interviewing my counselor, that's what he'd be saying to you today too. You got to take as long as you need to process it. You are not the problem as long as you are speaking the truth in love, like the Bible tells us. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do, because it's the healthy thing to do, because it's the thing that God wants you to do to get you out of this trap that you've been in with these toxic people. And this might happen If you're a teenager listening, if you're a young adult, it could be happening if you're in your 30s or in your 40s like me, that you might have to set new boundaries at all those stages against people in your family who are toxic and who are darvoing you. You shouldn't be taking that kind of behavior. And so I am replaying this video pretty much every day since I first saw it. Basically, to hear those words from Therapy Jeff, you might feel alone, but I see you 
And I'm very impressed because I need that affirmation to stay strong. I told you I've lost primary relationships this year and that hurts. I'm coming up on anniversaries of birthdays and holidays. I won't see these people. And I know I could pretend that doesn't bother me, but it does bother me. It bothers me that those people are so toxic They wouldn't respond to a healthy boundary in a healthy way and get healthy themselves. They want to stay mired in their toxicity. And that's awful, you know, because I still love them. I'm always going to love them. I know you have to feel the same way about whoever in your family is causing you pain and suffering. But some of these people are just so toxic that we cannot afford to have them in our lives if they are going to make us miserable and they're going to keep us from being the full potential of the person that God calls us to be. So I know I've given you a lot to think about today, a lot to chew on. I pray that this, more than anything, validates you and affirms you if you're taking a stand. And like I say on every episode, these episodes are not intended to be a substitute for Christian counseling. They're meant to be a supplement to it. So please don't only rely on my words. Don't only rely on Dr. Cloud's wisdom or Therapy Jeff's. Go talk to someone face-to-face who can help you deal with the unique aspects of your problems and actually start overcoming them. That is the best money and time I've ever invested in my life. And I can't recommend it more highly to you. And I just want to close this out with prayer. And I want to also say, if you want me to pray for you, my contact page is always linked. I would be honored to pray for you in whatever fight you're facing as an adult child of divorce. But let's close this out with prayer. Father God, I am praying for the ones who are in this fight and they are having slings and arrows thrown at them and their family is trying to drag them back down into the dysfunction. How I understand, Lord, it's just, it's just so weary. It's just so long. It's so hard to fight that fight year after year. And I pray for this dear brother or sister in Christ who's listening right now, that they would feel empowered by you and your Holy Spirit. They would feel lifted up by you, Father. They would feel embraced by you, Jesus. They would know they're not alone. They would know that you're with them. And I pray they would have the courage to reach out for the help that they need in their problem. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I will see you next week with a new episode of Heart in a Drawer to encourage you. And if you have never left a review before, please do that to help this podcast reach more people and share it with another adult child of divorce who needs the kind of encouragement that you've heard on this episode today. 